Hello and welcome to the Make Money and Stick It to the Man podcast with me, Dominic Frisbee, and a rather touchy subject uh, for your perusal, for your for your contemplation this Sunday morning. What will the UK population look like in 2035? It is, as I say, a touchy subject, to put it mildly, but within a generation, the UK population is going to look very different. I happened upon these Department of Education statistics from the January 2021 school census, as you do, and they are very telling. White British now makes up 64.9% of the of UK primary school kids, while what the DOE calls minority ethnic makes up 33.7%. The remaining 1.6% is unclassified. And minority ethnic means Asian, 12%, white non-British, 8%, black, 6%, and mixed, 6%. And that's the category my two eldest kids come under for what it's worth. Now, bear in mind that this is the whole of the UK, so it includes primary school kids in remote rural parts of the country, where British will probably make up over 90%. Where I am in south-east London, in the borough of Lewisham, white British makes up a much lower percentage. I'd guess less than 20% of some secondary school classrooms and probably primary school as well. So that 65 to 34% ratio compares with 80-20 in 2006 and 85-15 in 2002. So that is a roughly 70% of minority ethnic increase in 15 years or 125% in 19 years. I hope I have those calculations right. And statisticians, please correct me if I haven't. And non-minority ethnic means, indeed, white British are already a minority in state nursery schools, although the headcount is so much lower as to be statistically not so significant. So I've visualised those stats in the article. You can see the two charts. And you'll notice a slight levelling off in the past couple of years. And that'll be, I venture, because... COVID slowed down the movement of people and possibly also some white Europeans, Eastern Europeans, seeing their children as white British, um, particularly as they get elder and into secondary school. And my thanks go to AW for those charts. But given the abnormal nature of the pandemic, it's probably not wise to adjust the trend off those last two data points. And if you project the trend you can see that at some point between 2030 and 2035, white British are likely to be a minority in primary schools. And what is the case in primary schools will, within a generation or two, reflect the country as a whole. Demography is destiny, as the saying goes. White British have long since been a minority in London. That landmark was reached in the mid-noughties. I couldn't find the results of the 2021 census for Birmingham. I gather they're not until the spring. But white British are, at least according to the BBC, likely to be a minority there too. In 2011 it was 53%, so it wouldn't be much for them to become a minority. The rest of the country will follow. So what to make of it all? 
Some will see this as a good thing. Champions of multiculturalism, those who don't like white people, those who feel there needs to be some kind of atonement for the British Empire, and so on. Others will not see it as a good thing. Is it a good thing? A bad thing? It almost doesn't matter what your opinion is. It's not something that we were ever given a vote on, and that is the trajectory we are now on. It's, it's not even that clear what can be done about it. There are more people in the world than ever before. More of them than ever before are on the move, whether they're displaced by war, by lack of water, by poverty, by hunger, or whether they're simply looking for better opportunities. Can you blame people for wanting to move to improve their lot? It's quite natural and normal. As we have better planes, trains and automobiles and boats than ever before, people are able to move quicker and further than ever before. This is a global migration of people of historic proportions. It's a tide in the affairs of men. Now, as a libertarian who isn't crazy about the idea of national borders anyway, I've already always had a fairly relaxed attitude towards movement of people. If you want free minds and free markets, you have to have free movement as well. However... If you want an expansive and benevolent welfare state, then open borders don't work. Infrastructure, transport, schools, healthcare, welfare, they all get overwhelmed. Free markets can quickly adapt to large-scale mass movement of people. Supermarkets and clothes shops and technology, for example, already have. It's more people to sell products to. Tesco's has adapted fine to the new circumstances. State systems... Education in the NHS, for example, heavily unionised and regulatory, as they are, cannot move so quickly. And nor with such restrictive planning laws and the way land is distributed, has home building adapted. The reality of the social democratic world in which we live today is that we do have national borders and an expansive welfare state. The UK, in the way it currently operates, will struggle with immigration levels over 200,000 a year for a sustained period. We don't have the infrastructure. Net migration is currently over 300,000, though I imagine that's a 2021 figure, so I imagine Covid will have changed that. My eldest son, who's an Afro-Caribbean, Anglo-Saxon, Latin, Nordic Celt, (laughs) was saying to me the other day how Britain is better off geographically than Ukraine because as an island we're so much harder to invade but the immigration we've seen over the last 20 years would suggest otherwise. But how do you get the numbers down? Do you even want to get the numbers down? I gather something like 700,000 people come to the UK each year and 400,000 leave. A simplistic solution would be to let no one in for a bit while letting those out who want to, while letting those who want to, leave. In the face of this global mass movement of people, should the state defend local people and traditional ways more? Um, Many feel the UK authorities are not doing that, that in fact institutions from the BBC to the police in bending over backwards to not be seen as racist are doing the opposite, whether it's through not properly policing child rape gangs or knife crime, bias and discrimination in the media, changes in the way history in particular but other subjects as well, are taught. Even something as banal as banning saying Happy Christmas for fear it offends non-Christians, and some councils in the Red Cross did this, and replacing it with bland nothingnesses like season's greetings instead, they're all constantly eroding long-standing Western European ways. Maybe those ways need eroding, but no wonder so many people feel so threatened 
by what is going on. And I would wager that with much smaller government and therefore power and responsibility and autonomy handed to local people and local families and so on, they would handle this much better in a way that suits them much better than local uh, than government has. I'm not sure what the answer is, but the sooner we can talk about this openly and honestly, without fear of people screaming racist, the better. Thank you very much for listening. Please uh, subscribe to my Substack and I'll be back with more quality content very soon.